you can't drink like me, you can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh my goodness. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the hole in none fantasy golf podcast with me words and my neighbor dje mr dody fade on tonight's podcast see woo him wins in hawaii we will go over the sony open and that will lead us into our first look at this season's blc leaderboard Later on the JE casting couch, Tennessee officer who simply cannot stop calling for more backup gets pinched. <laughs> that and other news. Um, and then we head on over to sunny Palm Springs, California for a surprisingly top-heavy American Express. Hey, Johnny. Hello, Words. How the hell are you? I'm great. How about you? I'm pretty good, bub. Good. Yeah, I... Uh... Not too good, though, really. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was one of those things that last Thursday, like I love to talk about, you've got the suicidal thoughts possibly Thursday morning or you're on top of the world. In your case, you know, you pick the guy who's leading the golf tournament Thursday. It's like, on can't get any world, better, right? Jordan Spieth, the guy who is one of the guys that can win a tournament, right? To get him sub 10% um, of the league ownership. And then uh, he turned around and just pulls a Keegan Bradley. So I, words, it was one of those things that I see Spieth at the end of, at the end of coverage Thursday and I'm just like oh my god this motherfucker like I'm, I'm thinking to myself I figured out fantasy golf man. words is a fucking idiot I can't believe he's blowing a speed pick here <laughs> and he's this son of a bitch is gonna win um and you did say Keegan Bradley right uh is he the he's the last guy that uh did that I believe uh he had a, a Thursday round lead and turn around and shit the bed I forget what it was so I read, I, I did a little research on that too, because our guy Matt Every did that actually recently at the uh, at the Arnold Palmer, because remember he was like the goat of the Arnold Palmer, oh, he went back to back, but I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall at the bar down the block <laughs> after that massacre. I would have loved to be the fucking lighter yeah. spark in that joint his, that he lit up. <laughs> Matt Every's a fucking, he's cool, you know, I've met Matt Every, I've, I've talked to Matt Every before. You told me that. <laughs> I, I probably told it on the show. I've told so many stories multiple times on this show, but yeah, I met Matt Every and shook his hand and he like thought I was, thought I was like in the golf media and I, I, I am, but <laughs> I was not who he thought I was. I thought you were going to say his dealer. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, are you the guy? Yeah, dude, you were the one who needed the smack, right? Here you go, Matt. But anyways, Jordan Spieth, 65-75, or was it 64-75? It was something pretty crazy. Uh, it was four under, five over, so it was 75. And he missed it by one. Yeah, and so, like, it's week one, and I've already felt every emotion there is to feel in fantasy golf. So I'm like, I've said it before on this show also, I'm like Jim Harbaugh that gave that old speech, like, I'm dead in here. It's all just jarred up nothing. Well, and that's me pointing to my heart area. <laughs> that was one of the one of the crazy things, though, words, and I know that you know all too well, right? I don't need to fucking remind you. But um, Jordan Spieth's 75 
was only worse than or it was only like he beat two people yeah it was the it was it was awful it was so awful and i mean he, i saw him make a 15 footer to save par on one hole it was you know like he can do he's the most exciting guy in the game it's uh for a reason like i said in week one he missed a foot of a one and a half footer and he also had a super flop from about 15 yards and he jarred it so um you know those are the shots you take in fantasy golf baby and that's that's also funny because it comes down to the par 5 18th hole which i believe is rated like possibly one of the easiest holes on the PGA tour yes goes to the the 36th hole of needing a bird needing a birdie and doesn't get it done i mean it's jordan speed he banked he kind of banked it off the off the it wasn't like banked off. It wasn't like a shitty shot, but he's like up against the grandstand, gets a free re- free relief. So oh, what I'm do you sure think? That Jordan, took Twenty minutes. Yeah. What do you think Jordan Spieth's going to do? You think he's going to get up and down from there because he's Jordan Spieth, and he really just hits a half-assed fucking chip, and then he knew from the second it left his putter face, the birdie putt was not going in. He just kind of walks it in, almost whiffs the fucking tap in because he's so pissed, fumbles getting the ball out of the hole, drops it like didn't know what fucking hit him because. I don't know that that's ever happened to Jordan Spieth before. Well, I mean, the first four hours of the round probably should have been a dead giveaway to the guy. <laughs> Fucker. Yeah, because, I mean, at one point he was – did he get worse than – he finishes he, at one over, he, but was, was he at two? He, and there was no doubles. There was just solid, shitty golf throughout. I think he had one birdie. So just really, really piss poor at a very easy event where he was one of the top handful of best players. Um, it was kind of crazy like that, though. The the top three betting favorites all missed the cut. Spieth, Eam, and uh, Tom Kim, who was the number one guy picked in our little league. Over 90 guys, so just about like 45% or so. Kiss my ass. I love seeing that. Love seeing when other people do bad. Hey, well, if you are <laughs> one of those guys, don't worry, because I picked Spieth. He didn't make the cut, and um, you know we only got, what, 30-some-odd 30 weeks to go. So A lot of time left. Well, and that, that's kind of what you were saying. 95, 95 players picked Tom Kim, and so for him to get $0 has to be a major kick in the dick. But um, on the on the contrary, nine players picked Siwoo Kim, which sneaky good pick there. Uh, when you talk about Koreans, there were several Koreans on that list before you get to Siwoo Kim, no, most notably Tom Kim. A lot of guys on KH Lee who had a decent week. Uh, Sung J M who had a shitty week, he missed the cut. Yeah. Um, so you just got to think in the pecking order. And of all things, words we I, I mentioned this to you early uh, Thursday. It might have been f- early Friday morning. There's a new Kim. S H Kim had a great week this week uh, in in Sony, and I've never even heard of this motherfucker. I love it. <laughs> yeah, out of the woodwork. Bring yeah. him, bring him on in. We love it. Si Wu, yeah, it, he. I glossed over him completely because he didn't play in the Tournament of Champions, so that little streak ends at 8 out of 9. He was the only one who played worth a shit on the weekends. He shot 64-64, and he was great. He was the only guy in the last couple rounds who was doing anything. Your boy Taylor Montgomery, who was a great pick out of the shoot, he kind of had a lackluster weekend a little bit. But yeah, it came down to Si Wu had birdie ops on his first five holes and made three of them. He catches up to him on the back nine, gets to 17. He's long, has a huge chip in for birdie where he gives the crowd like, Fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah. Come on! God damn it. Yeah. And um, then God he goes... God damn it right! <laughs> then he goes on to 18. And, you know, he's in the... He tees up his... He tees up his three wood like three inches. I yeah. had never seen yeah. that. It was unbelievable. I'm definitely trying it this weekend. <laughs> oh, God. going to put an idiot mark on my three wood. Scuff City. Yes. <laughs> Bring it on. So he's, uh, he was fairway bunkered off the tee, though. He hits a hell of a long iron that rolls up, trundles up onto the front of the green, and gets his two-putt birdie. 
And then your boy, Hayden Buckley, who was kind of leaking oil all day in and out of it, but he gets to 18. He knows what he has to do on the, one of the easiest holes out there mm-hmm. and can't get it done. Similar similar to Spieth. He's got he's got one job, birdie 18, and you're, you're going to get yourself into a playoff, and, and he doesn't do it. So uh, I felt for Hayden Buckley. Um, surprisingly enough, we did have one guy that picked Hayden Buckley this week, which hats off to him. We'll get to you in the, later in the that show. That would have been huge. But, uh, yeah, Hayden Buckley – Young guy, I, I do think there's some promise there for him to be flirting and potentially letting his first win on tour slip away. We'll see how that motivates him throughout the rest of the season. But Listen, that could move be something. Like that, you know, it only set Tony Finau back five years. It's okay, <laughs> uh, the other thing too is uh, Chris Kirk. You know, he seemed to be in the driver's seat for uh, quite some time. Um, 68-68 on the weekend after after his kind of good start to the tournament. Um, and again, we bring it up every time. I don't like to joke about it, but I kind of do. You know, he battled some some addiction, some depression. He's Who a, hasn't? <laughs> yeah, 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 take a number. But uh, no, he's a hell of an iron player. He's a really good par three scorer. And um, is he in the field this week? Uh, I don't I'm, think he is. I don't think he is. I, I mean, he, hey, way to call me out, bub. Yeah. Um, I don't think he is. I would have seen his name at the top of the leaderboard. Turn that shit off, man. <laughs> Yeah, we also had one player on him, and Touch of Klaus was was the one guy that picked him. But yeah, I don't I don't believe Chris Kirk is in the field. Um, but going back to what you said, I love like tomorrow morning. We don't have to wait as long as we did in Sony, but just waking up and just that feeling of like, God damn it, why didn't I pick so and so? And then them ultimately crumbling, whatever it might be. But like you said. I have the ill feelings about Jordan Spieth having the first round lead. I'm like, God damn it, words did it. You had the same thing about me with Taylor Montgomery, I'm sure, after the second round. Only for them both to kind of, well, Spieth especially, but Taylor Montgomery really let it kind of get away from him. He was in contention. He should have been on the last page of the leaderboard uh, in contention to win, and he really just did not play well on the weekend and, and let, let his chance slip away a little bit too, but still. I think that's his seventh top 15 finish in the last eight tournaments for Taylor Montgomery. His first eight tournaments also, uh, yeah. mind you. There you go. So, yeah, he's going to be a he's going to be a rookie that everyone's going to need to play and figure out where, you know, where am I going to slot this guy in cuz he's a uh, he's a hell of a golfer. Yeah. He's so, long too. Real long. Yeah, and uh you know, words, one of your guys and we didn't do a my boy draft this year, which maybe we can still do that at some point, but they're all mine. Andrew Seth Putnam had a very good <laughs> had a very good T four. I mean, Andrew Putnam has just hung around the last several years, notched a couple wins. I think at least one win, maybe two wins. But um, Andrew Putnam's a guy that's had some success that may be looking to do a little bit more damage this week at the American Express. So. Oh, is that a, is that what we call foreshadowing? <laughs> no, no. He has a really good track record here too. He does. Well, oh God, I don't know. One of the most shocking things that I saw, a resurfacing, if you will. We always got to call a spade a spade, but Matt Kuchar, top 10. Kuch. I mean, when I saw, I think the one guy I saw that picked him, there was more people than one guy, but I saw one especially, and it was Smokehouse, mm-hmm. our guy Tom T. He uh, was on Cooch? He was on Cooch. Holy I'm just shit. Like, Picking Cooch, what the fuck? And here he is with a nice little top seven. Made himself about 230000 Yeah, that's not too bad. I mean, he... He kind of hung around a little bit in the Valero last year. No, was it the Valero? Yeah, in San Antonio. Um, but it's been a pretty sleepy couple years for old Cooch ever since he was. <laughs> ever in, since in he the burned your boy. <laughs> yeah, ever since the, uh, El Tuco, man. <laughs> Fuck with El Tuco. I'm surprised that. Uh, I'm surprised Cooch made it, man. Yeah, I'm surprised Cooch made yeah, it out alive. He hadn't left the country since then. <laughs> yeah, no He's shit. an RBC guy. He's like, I can't go north of the border either. They're over there. Uh oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, whole cooch. Uh-uh. But yeah, so what is that? Siwoo's uh, second or third win on tour? I'm not sure. I mean, he obviously won the players when he was like 22 or 21. It was third. I can't. Whatever. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. A butt cut for the centuries, as I mentioned last <laughs> week. What a butt cut that guy's got. Yeah, he's incredible. You think Siwoo got just lit the fuck up after Siwoo he won? Siwoo him. Um, yeah, I did hear a stat where, because, no, he's won here. He's won at the American Express. Okay. Yeah. I think that well, was the second. Yeah, you're, you're, I think now that you mentioned it, you're right. Second win. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's rebounding right into a, a place where he's won before. But um, I don't know if he's done very well after his, first, after his first three wins. I think he probably hits the old Korean barbecue pretty hard after that, huh? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like maybe, maybe he's trying to make a statement, and he wants to be the top dog Korean of them all, you know? Dude, say it. If you're going to fucking do it, don't just dick me around. <laughs> Are you on Siwoo or not? <laughs> hey, wait to find it. Listen to find out, huh, Bob? Christ. No, uh... I will say there was several people who who notably and admittedly was like I went all Koreans this week and yeah. like if you did that, it wasn't a bad play. It's just making sure you slotted the right ones right. You know, there were people who picked Siwoo Kim and also were on Tom Kim, so they got a little bit of, of both there. But you know, Cage Lee had a, a nice little top fifteen, top twenty finish. Um, hey, and yeah, the uh, the all Korean lineup is a heady play. I, I did it myself Fourth of July weekend back in uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. So it's always it's always a card to be played. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else words? Mm. Man, not too much, man. El <laughs> Tuco, <laughs> you don't fuck with El Tuco. Do not fuck with El Tuco. You give that man his money, cooch. Yeah. I think that's it for the Sony. You want to go into the BLC leaderboard? All right. So, obviously, it's pretty easy to see what the leaderboard looks like, and it's all based on last week since we've only played one tournament words. Really? Uh, yeah. Only All of that. We've only been through one goddamn week. Um, but anyways, a new leader in the clubhouse. Have you gotten his Venmo yet, at yet? No. Okay. Well, I Do think you? He, I played the Inkblade last year. Uh, it's good for Happy Gilmo. Oh, my God. Uh, which is Je- Jeffrey Hendrickson. He had a great lineup. He had, obviously, Siwoo Kim, but $1.75 million. Um, he complimented his Siwoo Kim pick with... He had he had your guy, Andrew Putnam, who got him 330 k but then his, his last guy was Keegan Bradley, but um, that was enough to put him over the edge with a $120,000 advantage. The other guy, Putt-Putt Champ. He finished with Siwoo Kim and then Corey Connors. That's Morgan Conley. So uh, congrats to the Conley family there. We know Andy's made it on this show as a guest picker. Unfortunately, Morgan falls just one short. Uh. <laughs> but Next time, Morgan. In third place, another fellow uh, Irishman of yours, Anthony Holloway, the Charlie Siffords. They finished third, $1.5 million. Obviously, all all nine of the people that picked Siwoo Kim are going to round out most of the top ten. But Original member of Padova FC 85, my boy, <laughs> Anthony. Great great picking. There you go. I bet I bet they sucked if, if oh, Holman was on shit. the team. <laughs> Holman wasn't. Okay. He played, yeah, spirit. Oh, oh. I just was trying to make a joke about him be- not being good. Fool. <laughs> you fool. Anyways, in fourth place, our guy, the producer, the next big thing, my guy that's going to produce my shows and my movies, Brent Ryan Green, put me down for par. He had $1.47 million. In the kid f- stays in the picture. 
And words in fifth place. Oh my God, he's back! The Beta Soy Boys, Walker Milligan, yeah, he picking heard, up where he left off. He heard all that talk about not repeating. He was like, <laughs> "Man, I'm really, I'm not gonna let this anger get to me, Jay. I'm gonna take some deep breaths, but I'm gonna say, fuck you, man.' <laughs> call me, call me fucking Johnny Chan, bitch. <laughs> back to back, we'll see. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Johnny Chan. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so Walker, great to see you there. Hopefully you don't crumble down the stretch with all your good picks left yet again. <laughs> just joking. Oh my god! I'm just joking. Oh my god! I mean, he's lowered the hatchet. <laughs> well, I mean, I, pre- I I I I said he was gonna. I predicted him to win the league with like four or five weeks left. I'm like, he's- just look at his picks. Look at him. <laughs> and those guys all shit the bed. Unfortunately, I was pulling for you, Walker. I'm just joking. Um. Anyways. In sixth place, Chubbs, which is Jackson Leslie, or is that Lyle? L-I-S-L-E? I don't know. I'm not smart enough to figure that out. Um, 1.4 million as well. Seventh place, Maskell, Annie Colson. Way to represent the, the females in the league there, Annie. She's in seventh place. In eighth place, four right, Cole Corson. He was there a few weeks last week, so congrats to Cole for having a good first week. In eight or in ninth place, PMFB. That's Paul Broom, uh, who appears to be new to the league. He says Augusta National is his country club. Congratulations! If, if that's true, I'd like to meet you, but I don't think it is. And rounding out the top ten, a guy who I said was one of the best names in the league, Chase Woodley, putt from the muff. <laughs> <laughs> so congrats, Chase, for rounding out the top ten at number ten. He was just shy of one million nine hundred forty-three thousand dollars. Words. Had a baby. I finished in a T for thirty six, two hundred thirty five thousand dollars. Pretty good. Not, I mean, not bad. It, it again, like every week, it could have been a hell of a lot better, right? Words. Mm-hmm. At least better than the T for one sixty four, sixty nine thousand dollars that you had. So, hey, I'm and I'm looking. Week sand- one, baby. Look who I'm sandwiched between. <laughs> El Chapo and Michael Love. God <laughs> El damn. El Chapo and Lovey. I'm right where I need to be after week one. <laughs> if I and sixty nine thousand. What's up? If if I I mean, God, what I do though if there's any two people in this league that I want to go have a beer with, it's probably those two motherfuckers, right? Yeah, right. You fucked over Lovey. You <laughs> yeah. wouldn't even have him on the show. Who? I don't even know him anymore, I feel like. El Chapo, on the other hand, we will see him. I'll see him next weekend because he got married. Megan Brennan, a.k.a. Megan Swanson, I believe now. I don't know if she's had the name change. They're both in the league, but congratulations. We're going to be celebrating out in Denver next weekend, so looking forward to that. Mazel. Ooh, we're going to be talking about another Megan later in the show. Yes, the real Megan. Um, I guess we also got to talk about we didn't get into our member guests. So, <laughs> Yeah, words, words and I... <laughs> Yeah, we both didn't make it in our member guests. It so. reminded me, though, of our, our member member, and it was going to be me and Lovey, and we were going to shock the entire world, and uh, we also got f- rat-fucked <laughs> on the old drawing out of the hat, yeah. which was total horseshit. I guarantee it was... It was uh, there was some sabotage in that <laughs> there one. There was a couple names up the sleeve there, Yeah, bud. exactly. It's like, oh, it was words? Fuck him. So like, <laughs> we don't yeah, want okay. him. Yeah. Talk about a guy who dragged down the event. <laughs> oh, hey. He's a loose cannon. <laughs> we, okay. So we didn't get in the member guest. Fuck that. It sucks. Whatever. We're going to do something awesome anyways. We don't have to, We'll get into that later. You and I both. We're going to do something cool. We are. Uh-huh. But more importantly, words, last Friday we had a great little golf outing. 
Yeah, we did. Where where Chapo hit one of the best putts I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I jokingly say this. Words literally made a 95-foot putt. 100-foot! Yeah. It it started as 90. It started at 85, and then it became the 100-foot wave. (laughs) The Garrett McNamara HBO doc 100-foot putt. That's right. Um, words rolls one in from no shit. He he made the comment. He's like, I almost went back to where I hit it from and shot the flag so I could figure out exactly how far it was. It's the longest putt I've seen in possibly ever, besides that Michael, <laughs> Michael Phelps putt. Phelps, yeah. <laughs> but it, it comes on the heels of we're playing Wolf. Um, we got a great group. We got Chapo, me, Words, uh, and a couple other guys. So Lafferty Daniel, the the original Lafferty oh, Daniel, that is. But uh, so Hog, Maddie, Maddie hits a freaking hybrid from like two thirty four to a it foot. Was, it it might have been longer. Than it might have been two forty four, but it, he hits it to a fucking foot. I mean, it wasn't even a, a. It was an afterthought of whether or not to give it to him. Like it was that fucking close. So we're playing a game. You know, Wolf birdies double. So it's like okay, well, fuck. Uh, they won the hole, and then all of a sudden I like turn around and I just see this ball tracking to the cup, and I'm like, "Wait, words is putting for birdie!" And it rolls right in the fucking heart, like never left the heart. Yeah, it just um, goes to show what happens when you pull a foot, a putt like that, like by two feet. You're like, "Oh shit! Oh man! Oh man! Yeah! Oh man!" Words picked up three shots on me on that hole. I'll just put it that way. But uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty funny because two holes later, diabolical pin placement on eleven, where Chapo hits like a an eleven or twelve footer that breaks about eight feet, and I kept insisting that was the best putt we'd seen all day. <laughs> and Words was just like, "Okay, we get it. Drop the fucking <laughs> shtick, Je." <laughs> it was a hell of a bogey saving putt for Chapo that he made. It was sick. I think it was for a three, but no, <laughs> no, it wasn't even. It was for a bogey. Yeah, well, good. So great. I think it was for three, but either way, whatever. So kudos to words and the greatest putt. Uh, at least this year, you know, we're we're early. I still got him and Michael Phelps are going to have to duke it out for who's got the best of all time. Finally birdied nine from the tips. I'm waiting for that money. Yeah, I'm the. I got pan sword. Anyways, so Hollywood casting couch time. Okay, you ready for your casting couch then, eh? Yes. A story, did this, I don't know if this story happened before or after we recorded last week, but it's certainly taken the internet memes by storm. They keep picking us, these stories, mind you. This one's about the boys and girls in blue. Tennessee cops, including married female officer, fired after repeated wild sex romps. (laughs) A small Tennessee police station has been rocked by allegations of wild sexual misconduct after a married female officer allegedly had steamy romps with six male officers, including illicit on-duty liaisons, according to the report. That just must mean like blowjob or something. <laughs> That's exactly what it means, words. <laughs> I read the filings, and they were hot. Officer Megan Hall and her fellow law enforcement officers allegedly engaged in these sexcapades that included sending dirty pictures, taking her top off at a Girls Gone Wild hot tub party, and even having oral sex with two officers at the Laverne, Tennessee police station. All seems innocent enough. <laughs> yeah. What's the problem here? They were all apparently a part of the canine unit. Who who the hell rolled on these poor people <laughs> is what I want to know. The mayor apparently got a tip. That, that's how it all kind of came to unfolded, it unraveled, if you will. The steamy shenanigans in which Hall allegedly bragged about the size of one partner's genitals and claimed to be in an open marriage. <laughs> Naturally, right? Of yeah. course. I swear. <laughs> He's cool with it. He's cool. 
It led to the firings of Sergeant Lewis Powell, Officer Juan Lugo, Sergeant Ty McGowan, and Detective. Shit, she's taking down a detective, too? She's taking down half the police force. <laughs> 12%, actually. According <laughs> to a December internal investigation. Oh, my God. we got to get our hands on that thing. I know. God. See if we got some surveillance vids. Here we go. Two other officers who allegedly had romps with Hall, Patrick Megliocco. Magliocco. Magliosi. Guido Magliosi. <laughs> Patrick Magliocco and Larry Holiday kept their jobs but wound up suspended. So these are the two fucks that must have rolled on all the other guys. Yeah, she blew me, but come on. Look what she was doing over here with these guys. Pic- she must have she must have like bragged about the size of some other guy's dick to one of the other ones. Like, you have a little you have a little dick. Well she she did brag. Sergeant Powell apparently had a huge cock. <laughs> Sergeant, I wonder if it was Sergeant Al Powell's son from Die Hard. Holy shit. She it, brought him down. It all comes full circle. Yeah, and the whole open marriage thing, you know, it came out re- like shortly after, you know, after the dust had settled a little bit on this whole deal that her cuck husband plans to stand by her. <laughs> what a loser. Of course he does. Were you kidding me? He's a hero. He knows what she's up to. She's, she is a, she's a power generator. She generates a lot of things, apparently. Yeah, she blew Sergeant Powell in the in the weight room of the uh, of the police academy or police office. Uh, sure, Hall was sleeping with several fellow cops and had a threesome with Magliocco and his wife. Oh, well, that's all another reason why he turned. I'm sure the wife was like going back for seconds without him. It's <laughs> like you can't cheat on me with my own girlfriend. Yeah, no, th- th- this is this story is great because there was another thing. I think it was like a a boat party that she like went and got. She went and had sexual relations. <laughs> Basically, somebody fucked her, and then she came back in and, like, immediately blew another one of the guys. <laughs> she must have been thirsty. You know, she knows what she wants, and that's half the battle in life, right? Is really knowing what you want and going after it. I can tell you, there was, like, any time that you see the memes that are coming from this thing, which they're all great, but the comments where anyone is just like, can someone explain to me what happened here? And it's just like, ha, ha, you fucking idiot. Like, I, I, we had we had some going around on our our Instagram group deal with a train day where it was just like a parody of training day, but it was just train day. <laughs> but my favorite so far was the um, it's it was a the top half was a deal where it said it spray painted fuck the police and it was like people rioting and then it was her face over Michael Jordan and it's doing the whole so I took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> Good memes. Yeah, here's a picture where she's got a little bit of a lazy eye, but she looks, uh, you know, kind of like Fifel Mouskowitz. <laughs> that that, and she's tatted up. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, she's tatted up, and she definitely has a pretty, she's pretty rough around the edges as far as her face is concerned. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying this was a complex reason why she uh, just started jumping on everyone's dick? Yeah, basically the the optics of this whole thing you know with her with her cuck husband basically sticking by her like what kind of sick shit has he done that he doesn't want her to like tell about loves her man (laughs) it's love it's love true love love is love all i know is next time i'm driving through laverne tennessee i'm gonna be driving about 140 miles an hour arrest me (laughs) i get to watch right oh my god (laughs) that was the other thing i haven't been arrested in months there is a tweet that is more or less just a tweet with her picture, and it's been viewed over 25 million times. And it just said, "These those guys, those guys all go into hell for fucking this." <laughs> Back to blue. Anyways, so yeah, that's come on. If you don't know what we're talking about, we just you're the, living under a rock. We just read the article. Now they know. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, if you're looking for a, if you're looking for a job and you're a cop, there's go to Laverne, Laverne, Tennessee. So words, uh, another, there was another crazy story and it goes back to another guy that we've loved talking about over the, over the course of the years is you're, you're basically the guy who is the best man in your wedding, Hunter Biden. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he's trying to block some, uh, former stripper in, in Arkansas from, uh, naming, naming her kid, like whatever Biden. Yeah. Using, taking on his last name yeah. as is her legal right. Yeah. So there, she's trying America. To, I, I believe what he he doesn't want there to be like unnecessary coverage towards this child because of her name. But well, I think he already brought that on himself, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe there's been a paternity suit already, which he, uh, you know, according to him, failed. Which means he is the father. Like ah, yeah. <laughs> I failed. One of the best ways I heard that explained was <laughs> that he. Uh, he said that he did not remember the sexual yeah, encounter didn't that happen. led to the pregnancy. Didn't happen. <laughs> the dude, dude was blacked out and just, I can't believe he had the... No, <laughs> that stripper? No way I came in her. I didn't, I didn't think I came. No. <laughs> I did? Man. I am a god. <laughs> yeah. That crack it, works. The best part about this, too, is that it was... He the, was with uh, his uh, his dead brother's wife at the time in a relationship <laughs> with her when he was doing this? Yes. I think that is the best part, too. Yes. Yes, yes. That, uh, <laughs> so fucking funny. Uh, but there, Hunter, how many how many speeches has Joe, sleepy, creepy Joe, <laughs> given to him? You know, he may have forgotten the words like halfway through. Like, hey, you know, God took the wrong son. <laughs> Uh, you think he's giving Hunter that talk? Yeah, I'm sure. So, uh, words. Her name, the 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 mother. Her name is London Roberts. I found her on Instagram. Come on, man. She's not bad. Yeah, she actually played basketball at like Arkansas State. Okay, so, I mean, she went from she went from like, you know, I'm sure playing college basketball. You got to stay in shape. So she naturally just parlayed that into a career at the strip club down the street. Well, maybe Hunter will make it work out with her. I mean, if she is hot, right? I mean, she has to be. For, well, for it to work. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for the kid. <laughs> yeah. Seems like the kind of guy who'd do that. But I thought that was pretty funny. Hopefully she can be named Biden and it'll be great. And Oh, she's going to run. I'll, I'll vote. <laughs> run for Senate. I'll vote for whatever she runs for. Other than that, words, there was a couple more things I wanted to add. Mm-hmm. Who died this week? You know, an old segment we used to like to do, and we kind of backed off it because it was pretty insensitive. But Lisa Marie Presley died this week. Elvis's mm, daughter. That's tough. Outlived Priscilla. Yeah, Priscilla. Poor thing. And they were they were at uh, the Golden Globes, I think, just like a few days before. Yeah. So I wonder if she was into the same type of fucking shit Elvis was. Ugh. But anyway, she died. Yeah. Um, finally, the only other thing I had written down words. Page. She broke the internet. She's Paige Sparanek, lady golfer with huge tits, great ass. If I could have one day with her, God knows what would happen. But she made the leap. Only fans. She did it. She heard our first episode or zero episode, whatever we were talking about that. And uh, she's like, you know what? I'm going to beat him to market and I'm going to pivot into it. And she got, ah, yeah. she did it. I, I See, I think that. What's our password? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no comment. No I paid comment. for the I paid for the ninety nine dollar yearly subscription to that. But you know she's probably not even going to show her like she already shows her tits on Instagram. If this just means her Instagram page is going to be a little bit more buttoned up, then fuck this move. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can Google. Well, I can Instagram Google naked pics. The nipple. Instagram's freeing the nipple now. Oh. So now there's no there's no excuse. <laughs> well, girls, if I got to pay 99 bucks a year to subscribe to see Paige just get railed, then I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I swear to God I'll do it, bub. But I just don't think that's going to be the content we get from it. So, is there any type of indication of what the content will be like before? I mean, this is like in general on OnlyFans. Like you know, yeah. you know yes. from <laughs> what they say, the like, coffee scissors. Yeah. <laughs> Check out my butthole. <laughs> yeah, so it's in the tag. It usually is like it's some sort of like my breast exposed bear. <laughs> you know, pay pay five bucks for this fucking picture, like. I've explored. I have not ever paid money on OnlyFans, but I've definitely been on there and like looked and been like, okay. Like there's that one Grace uh, Cheris, like golf chick that's always wearing like the tight onesies that doesn't wear a bra ever. Uh huh. And she had an OnlyFans. I'm like, I wonder if you could see her tits. Um, which somehow we, I don't might have seen them, but it was not paid for. Got it. Um, but <laughs> so yes, it's all in the description. I didn't pay for it. It's not cheating. It's like. Come subscribe now. I'm only charging five bucks to see my bare titties, <laughs> and I'm I'm feeling steamy right now. It's like shit like that. Cool. Like the Coffee Sisters, dude. It's you know, like they started their own deal, but it was like an Australian version of OnlyFans. I feel like, and it was just like <laughs> my <laughs> literally. It's like pay twenty bucks to see my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I said I've never done OnlyFans. I have done the Australian version. <laughs> Bonnie Lou, Hallie Mae, no. Ruby Lee, no. Bonnie Lou, yes. <laughs> Shit, I'd take a look at her brother's OnlyFans before I fucking saw Ruby Lee. Jesus. Ruby Lee, the one you think's hot. You dick. <laughs> Fucking spunky ass bitch. <laughs> and, uh, cut that. <laughs> okay, so it'll that, cost you. That, that, that's really all I had, words. <laughs> oh, all arrows point back to OnlyFans every time, huh? All roads lead to there. Yeah. Good deal. All right. Fantasy golf. Ready? Yes. All right. Woo. Yes. The American Express from Palm Springs, California. It's played on a three-course rotation at PGA West, the Stadium Course, which is a Pete Dye course, the Nicholas Course, and La Quinta. So the Stadium is considered the hardest one of the of the trio. Yes. Which, you know, I got to remind everybody every time I have played that course. I mean, we, we, <laughs> we got through the TOC and I didn't hear it. And I was like, did he forget to say that he's Remember the, part of this, the whole part of the early swing where I've played like all every course? I've played all of these courses. <laughs> this is really just a yearly opportunity for us to tell the same stories as you said. Yeah. It's like, yeah, have you heard about English's clout? Yeah. <laughs> J.E.'s clout. R- remember Robert Allenby in Hawaii? <laughs> yeah. Dad Fujikawa, yeah. Yeah, the whole thing is is that in Palm Springs, even more fucked up shit has gone down. That's right. Don't you forget it. Um, statistically, it is the biggest birdie fest on tour, but the last day where they all, they all play the stadium course, there is lots of, you know... People can go low there, but there's also 79s out there because, you know, it is a peat die. There's lots of sand everywhere. I think there's water on, like, nine holes. So be mindful of when you want your guys playing there, what kind of loops you're looking at. Yeah, and I haven't looked at the forecast just like you didn't last week, but 
I feel like it's Palm Springs, and it's it's the time of year where you're usually getting dome like conditions Benign. out there. Like it is probably irrelevant, and um, as you said, it's a birdie fest. What Hudson Swafford got the job done last year, right? Was yes, twenty three <clears throat> under. Last ten defending champs for Hud Siwoo Him, Andrew Landry, Adam Long, John Rahm won in twenty eighteen. Hudson Swafford again. Jason Duffner, old Billy Billy Haas. <laughs> Patrick Reed. Oh, Patrick. Oh. Patrick Reed's old. And himself, Mr. Gay, Brian Gay. <laughs> man, that dude gay. He gets after it. All right, man. Well, as we said, it's a it's a top heavy field for the I mean, first time in a really long time. I mean, John Rahm's obviously won here and he's he he likes playing here, but besides that, I mean it is pretty stacked up top. Is there a reason for that? Well, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know that there's a reason, but I guess not having too much of a layoff prior to, you know, it, John Rahm's 100% playing Torrey Pines. He always does. So I think for him, it's getting that little tournament of champions out of the way. He won. A lot of other guys were just happy to be there with their family and get a free trip to Maui with free money with no cut, obviously. But I think a lot of these guys that are playing, you know, they did not play the Sony, so they want to just get a little bit of a wor- uh, their feet wet. Because a lot of those guys, even though it's not a designated or elevated event next week at Torrey Pines, they're coming. All the big dogs mostly play that tournament. But then just two weeks later is when you start getting into these massive purses that this year's promised, starting with Phoenix. So I think it's just literally Rom's probably going to play this week, and he's going to play at Torrey, and then he's going to take the, the you know the couple weeks off I think in between. Or maybe one week in between? Is there two weeks in between? Um, before he heads over to um, Phoenix, which he lives in Scottsdale. So I just think this is something to kind of keep sharp. And obviously, Rom has won here before. We remember last year. Beat your shit putting contest. <laughs> Bullshit putting contest. He so. said that at La Quinta, which is a resort course. I mean, I've played there. It's fucking, it's, it's really fun to play. But for those guys, it is, it's a pitch and putt. Yeah. So uh, words, yeah, it's. He's going to probably take off, so I assume Rom's going to play the, the the Farmers next week, and then they've got the Pebble uh, Beach Pro-Am leading up to the Waste Management and Genesis back-to-back, which kicks off a four out of five-week, 20-plus million-dollar purse tournament. So we've got literally, after this next couple of weeks, from the Phoenix Waste Management to the players, that is a five-week stretch that's going to give over $90 million out in purse money to... More importantly, our league, not these fucking guys actually playing real golf. To me. So, um, it's anybody's ball game, but when you got 10 of the top 20 in the world playing, you got to think it's going to be potentially one of those guys, and then you throw a dart and you hit somebody outside of that, then congrats to you. Yes. You ain't lying, kid. The uh, Did you, when you were out there, did you go to the Agua Caliente Casino? No, I did. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. Yes, I did. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Fucking awesome. You okay? Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I went to the Agua Caliente Casino on, like, my 33rd birthday. It was awesome. It was great. That is good. Yeah, I lost uh, I lost pretty quickly there. Your net worth. Move, moved it right along. All right, well, let's take a look at the featured groups. Start getting to picking. So words, uh, I sent you. I sent you kind of the 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 key of what I was going off of 
on the featured groups because there's a lot of them. They're playing twosome since they're spread across three courses. Oh, it, Normally, it's a, it's er- a program too. It's the shitty program before uh, Pebble Beach. So this is the one where uh, Alfonso Ribeiro is going to go low. Yeah, that's right. And it's like everyone's like, I want to know. Like, no one say anything when he comes around because he's always looking at the crowd like, who said it? Who said you want me to do the Carlton dance? Was it you? <laughs> no, no, I didn't fucking say anything. No, I didn't say anything. Everyone keep their mouth shut. Who wants me to do it? Huh? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, words. The first featured group, we've got Tony Finau, who won three times last year. and he's, Three out of his last seven. And he's playing with a man who could become, I believe, number one in the world with a win this week, Scotty Scheffler, who's played well here. I don't think he's won here, but he's played well here. So, Out of all of the guys at the top of whom I didn't take any, and I really did think about it, I... I did just because you gotta, you gotta get on the board, kid. Tony was kind of the guy who I was like, he can win this tournament. And, Fuck yeah. Um. So yeah, but I did not take him. Unfortunately, I didn't have the the minerals for it. Just just gotta save him a little bit. Yeah, and we talked about this last week. There's no right or wrong strategy with how to play our league and how to pick the right people. Pick nine winners. Yeah, exactly. You just pick winners, and that 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 goes a long way. But. I look at it this way, this week specifically. If you're willing to burn a ROM pick and he does not win, you should just go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you see it, isn't Yeah, it? that's how I see it. But I think Tony Finau is a guy from this top tier that has the moxie and has the, you know, he's on a roll. Like you said, he's won three of his last seven. Is that what he said? Four uh-huh. of his last seven? So Three. Um, I would think that he's probably got the biggest bang for your buck as far as Taking a guy from that top tier and not burning a rum, not burning a Scheffler, um, just because you know Tony's kind of the forgotten guy. But I think that he kicked in the door last year. If he goes and wins three times this year, now we're talking something. We're talking flirting with number one in the world. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if he's got that in him again, but time will tell. It will. It'd be interesting to see how he does in some of the majors. Ever since he to- fucked his ankle up and then played great in the Masters after doing that, he really doesn't have a great track record. Well, in 19, he was in the final group with Tiger, and that's mm-hmm. when he was like, you know, on the back nine, he was like asking Tiger about his kids, and I thought Tiger would like, what? What are you asking me? Don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Another guy who thinks his Tiger's 14-year-old son's cute. <laughs> Tony said that? No, remember I was saying that last week. No. But I was talking about before he went through puberty. It was kind of weird. Yeah, I still don't know where you... Who's, who's the other guy? You said, hey, here's another guy. Yeah, he's like, hey, how's, Just, how's your kids? How'd you keep son? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. I, I laid off those two guys. Um, the next feature group words, we've got two demon deacons. They were teammates, but for some reason, I just get the feeling they fucking they hate each other. don't like each other. Cam Young. I don't think he likes anyone. Cam I Young, love who that. keeps to himself, he's got, a, he's got a kid. His wife's not very good looking. <laughs> just joking. Um, means he's not confident. Exactly. And he's playing with Will Zalatoris, who people forget, he got married in the offseason, too, after he was dealing with all this back stuff. All these guys he's are newly fools. Married. Yeah, they're all idiots. It's going to cost him at least a win this year. Yeah, so these two these two guys are playing together. Zalatoris kicked the, the, the dust off a little bit by playing in Maui a few weeks ago. Um, obviously, he's coming back from that back injury, but is this the year that Will Zalatoris can, can kind of break through and maybe win one of these majors that he's contended in, basically all of them. Um, but, I don't know, you could say the same shit about Cam Young. I mean, both of these guys are the cream of the crop as far as the rising stars. It's hard to believe that they've only been on tour, what, three years total combined? Yeah, well, for Cam Young, it's like, okay, 
like when is when is the win going to happen? Because it's going to happen. We feel like and Zal Torres, you know, we we were waiting all last year, right? And it finally happened in the FedEx Cup playoffs. I think after you know two second place finishes in majors. So you know, um, you got to be patient with them. But ah, I'm, I'm Cam Young would have been a really a really sneaky pick this week. Um, I'm not doing it though. I just I'm not brave enough. Well, I can tell you words. I still am kept up at night over the putt that Will Zalatoris had to to send the U.S. Open into a playoff that just lit, just burned the edge, that, you know, because obviously I was on him that week. We watched the final round at your house for most of the day. I got wasted. Um, but I like both these guys. I like both of them to have huge years, but I was not going to burn a pick on either one of them at this tournament. So um, I laid off them. Same. Um, the next featured group words, something about these groups. You just got two best friends coming at you. Patrick Cantlay, who's from right down the road, played at uh, UCLA. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he's playing with his good old buddy, San Diego La Jolla's own Xander Shuffle, whose wife is – These both these guys' wives are – Smoke. <laughs> as far as you're concerned, <laughs> might be the two best on tour. Yeah. <laughs> that is accurate. And for as much as I love saying that, I'm already just so fucking sick of this friends narrative of theirs. I, I know. It's been going on for like – the last, you know, six, Napa. 16 months or whatever. They've already been fucking paired together at the tournament <laughs> champions. Like, give me a break on these guys. No one gives a shit that they're friends. They're both so boring. It's like the JT Spieth, like, spring break crew, you know. Hey, <laughs> put Tiger with, hey, we're going to pair Tiger with JT this week. You don't fucking say. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Again. Wow. Yeah, they even sabotaged the final round of the PNC because it should have been VJ and Tiger. And they were like, because VJ uh, posted his score before JT and his dad. But they were like, ah. I know oh, they're dying. We can do this. Cat, Cass, JT and Tiger again. Cass puts off two yeah. big of pervy vibes. <laughs> they didn't want to see VJ slap Cass around anymore. <laughs> piece of shit son. You piece of shit son. Uh, well, Cantlay does have a good track record here. He finished second last year to uh, Hudson Swafford, I believe. I think he's finished second here twice, actually. Um, it's awfully early to burn a Cantlay pick, but I'm doing it, Words. I'm okay. going with Patrick Cantlay this week. Number five in the world. He's he's just basically, he's a walking paycheck. Um, now, if he gets it done, as we've said before, you pick a winner, that's all that matters. But if he does not do well, I'll be pissed. So um, he's got a great track record of this course. I'm I'm rolling with Patrick Cantlay. Bro. So, bold pick. I like it. You, you went top heavy on, on one of them. I don't think you're going to go that way the whole way, but. Well, I just, you know, like I said, very well could be that Cantlay is one of the most picked guys. I I do think that there's a lot of stupid people that haven't figured this game out yet and that are going to go with Rom, but I do think that as far as the experts are concerned and just the whole history of playing this course and his familiarity with the area, I think Pat Cantlay is as good of a pick as you can get if you're willing to burn one on a top-tier guy, which I said, fuck it, if you're picking Jordan Spieth last week, why don't I go with my guy Pat Pat Cantlay? Hey, that's fine. You need to quit calling people stupid in this league, though. You're like, <laughs> you if, fucking you, if you pick John Rom this week, you're fucking dead to me. No. Because you're on him. <laughs> John, I'm not on him. I'm not on him, but if John Rom is your pick, that's a good fucking pick, especially if he wins. Then they got a million bucks on your ass. So, yeah, it's not shitty unless... <laughs> Until it is shit. Until it is. Um, and, and you ain't the only one to get shit on in this league, kid. So I guess you, did you lay off of Xander? Yeah, I'm off Xander. Yeah. I think, um, 
it's an interesting play because I don't think he's going to be picked a lot because, you know, TOC, he withdrew with back injury. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, let's see if how let's see how he's feeling. <clears throat> let's see how the kid's feeling. Okay. Um, the next featured group words, we've got a guy, the, the most picked guy from last year, the hottest, the hottest young player on tour up until he missed the cut. Tom Kim, and he's playing with another guy who had a breakthrough rookie season and also went to school right down the road at Pepperdine, Sahith Thigala. So Sahith is fantasy favorite for a lot of guys. Um, I did not do it. It's a great spot for it. You know, he's he's already supposed to have won kind of like twice. He had it right in his hands, and he kind of – he plays wild sometimes. He's swashbuckling, right? Mm-hmm. We call him uh, – Blackbeard for a reason. <laughs> it's his game, man. Blackbeard. So it sometimes uh, hurts him, especially late in rounds on Sunday. So I, I kind of feel like, you know, I either want to be on him like all the time now or I think it's like, man, I don't think it's going to be his year. Yeah. No, I, I I think that this guy is probably, and I'm talking about Sahith Thigala, I think he's the guy that maybe is is a pretty trendy pick this week mm-hmm. as guys who think they're going to be kind of pulling a quick one. Oh, I'm going to go yeah. with Thigala. But I do think he's going to get some of that traction of everybody thinking the same thing yeah. with him because he's got the game. It's a matter of time before he puts it all together and wins. But it's going to happen at Augusta. That's that, why I'm taking him there. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're just a few weeks away from, like you said, the first one he let slip away was at the Waste Management last year where yep. he literally just got one bad bounce, and it barely was a bad, a bad bounce by a foot, yeah. basically, on 17 there that went into the water. I think he still ended up making par, um, but <sighs> no, maybe maybe a bogey. But, you know, that kept him out of that playoff that that's, uh, Cantlay and Scotty Scheffler ended up going into. So, right. um, anyways, I, I like Tom, Tom Kim, 98 guys. Two-thirds of the league took him last week. So I really wanted to go hard at him this week because I didn't think many people were going to be chasing, um, you know, the missed cut. I, I still just – the purse is just not where I want it to be. Yeah, and I think we both are in the same boat that Tom Kim is meant for bigger and better things. Um, so I, I laid off of him as well. Um, but we're the next featured group. We've got a guy who – here just next week, we'll be defending his only win on the PGA Tour at Torrey Pines, Luke List. And he's paired with your guy, the Dakota Rose, Tom Hoagie, who has a great track record here. He has a great track record here. I obviously rostered him last week, and he shit the bed because he was selfish and went to the national championship to watch TCU play. So He know, fucked you over. That's on him. This one's on me. I'm riding him back to back, <laughs> Jack. Go. The Dakota Rose, Tom Hoagie. This is... You can't pick him every week if right. you don't pick him the first two words. That's absolutely right. <laughs> the Dakota Rose is mine, I love Jack. it. Well, as you said, Tom Kim is destined for great things. The Dakota Rose is destined for the American Express, for a couple other He's ones. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I won. He's <laughs> a hell of an iron player from that kind of 150 to 175 range, though, and a really good wedger and can hold a lot of putts. He's not going to overpower anything. Um, but, yeah, this is, a, this is a track record for him. Give me some birdies. Give me some hoagies. Okay. Um, I, hey, not a bad pick. I agree with you. Uh, he simply, you know. Simply the best. What we thought he came out of nowhere. You were on him when he won at Pebble Beach, obviously. But like, obviously. you go, you go look at the past history of this tournament, and he seems to play well here. So they found something in California that works. Um, so good pick. 
Luke List, on the other hand, he hasn't had much since he won at Torrey Pines. I want to say that Luke List must have just partied his fucking ass off after that win. You know, he'd been on tour for so long and never won and got the win. So, um, be went, interesting. He went to straight see. back to putting how he typically does. And that's what's funny. It's like after that win, it's like, oh, look out. Look out. Luke List <laughs> yeah. is here. and Look out for retirement. Yeah. And, and he just never really did anything after. So, it's like you win. He was waiting for that live check. He's yeah. like, come on, man. Hudson, you gave Hudson one? Come Greg, on. Greg Norman, please. So I, I laid off both those. You're on Tom Hoagie. So the next featured group words, we've got seemingly the number one player in the world, even though he's not on paper. You've got a guy who called this place a piece of shit putting contest, John Rahm. And he's playing with a guy who's trying to re- rectify his career in the biggest way possible. Ricky Fowler is paired with John Rom. Ooh, Ricky, that's kind of a that's kind of a welcome welcome back jump. You're, you're, welcome back. You got full status because someone went to live. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, Ricky's got a revamped golf swing. He like doesn't it like looks just like a smooth golf swing. It's a little jarring actually. Um, listen, I'm, I'm I'm cheering for old Rick. I like I liked last year how he was wearing the Oakleys and the, he looked like a truck driver with a mullet and he wasn't smiling and he had a mustache and you know and he's I got can a tell kid. he's pissed off. Yeah, he ruined his life and got married <laughs> and had a kid and so we'll see if he can put the pieces back together like we all do. Elmer's glue. Yeah, um, I will be surprised. I mean, John Rom, I think his last you know seven or so events, he's all been no worse than like T eight. So. Um, if John Rom's not there, if you pick John Rom, it's a good pick, I guess, huh? Yeah, if John Rom wins and you pick him, get great. Now, if you pick him and he gets second, he only gets like you know one million. I don't know. I'm just joking. <laughs> That's probably still pretty good. Second doesn't pay one million bucks here. Yeah, it probably pays eight hundred, I would think. But um, yeah, I, again, I'm with you on wanting to see Ricky kind of bounce back, if you will. But uh, he kind of, you know, he was in contention. What was it, the Zozo that Keegan ended up winning? Yes, and and Ricky was right there. Yes, um, and and Keegan was the one who broke his his slump of not winning. So. Um, I like John Rahm to def. I mean, I think John John Rahm is a, a lock for. Top I think five. John Rahm is a good golfer. He's a lock for a top five. Ricky, I'll be I'll be happy to see if Ricky does well. I'll be happy for him. So I kind of feel like John is gonna get a little frustrated. Piece there. of shit putting yeah. contest. I think he's gonna be like, all right, I got I got three rounds. Kelly, let's go to yeah. Agua Caliente. Puyo <laughs> All right, so words. The next featured group, we've got one of the Koreans, your Korean. He missed the cut last week. Sung J.M., who's played well here. He's got a great track record here. And he's playing with my mate, Jason Day, who, similar to Ricky Fowler, really just trying to get back to where he was before. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Jason Day has been spending a lot of time working on his game in the Palm Desert which is exactly why I'm rolling with my mate, Jason Day. <laughs> you are suicidal. <laughs> he's played here once before. I've heard some whisperings that, like, he's coming back off, you know, the 36-month kind of injuries. Bitchy, Fat back. Bitchyitis. Playing too much Xbox with Dash. Uh, he, no, he's a... He, play, he played uh, last year here for the first time, and he finished like inside the top 30, which for day last year was pretty goddamn good. But he had a 75 in the second round. He drops that down to just everything else I think was in the 60s. 
And you just shave five strokes off and yeah, you finished inside the easy. top 15. <laughs> he shot a 75 with the hardest course out here. Yeah. What happened? Um, but no, I've, I've heard nothing but great things. I've seen video of him swinging. He looked great. It looked like well, the Jason He always Dayable. looks great. He does look great. He looks like he's maybe lost a little bit of weight because he did get a little fat and happy. Wasn't able to work out two to his back. I'm taking a fucking flyer on my mate because even if he plays well, he'll still, or if he doesn't play well, he'll still be my mate. Yeah, it's just tough living in Ohio in the winter months. I mean, there's, you can't go outside. You just gotta, you gotta eat that, that borscht. <laughs> what is that? It's Russian. It's like a roast. <laughs> oh. Um, but I, w- I will say, you know, he has been out here, I think, with Chris Como working yeah. on his game out, out in the Palm Desert. Um, I mean, if anyone can step up to a field that boasts 10 of the top 20 players in the world, why not a former number one player in the world? Who, who promised to win 10 majors one day. <laughs> yes, I agree, John. Okay, so I'm going with Jason Day. Did you lay off Sung J.M.? I did. Okay. Savor the flavor on him. Okay. Uh, words, we're to the last featured group. It's got two, another couple of youngsters, Not one of them not so much, but Sam Burns, a guy who, what, two years ago really burst onto the scene, um, or was that even last year? Shit. I mean, he, he won several times in a short period of time, um, but Sam Burns, and he's playing with my bastard cousin, Harris English, who's also Bowen Hendricks' half-brother, <laughs> or step-brother, <laughs> one, of the, one of the two. Which is tight. Yeah. Uh, did not go on Harris. It's hard. It's hard for me to pick spots with 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 guys like Harris. Who else? Sam Burns. Sam Burns is definitely the sneakiest top ten pick out there because he really goes overlooked a lot. And I I, I feel like even within our league, especially, <clears throat> you know, as he's he's got as good a winning percentage in the past two years as any guy on tour. So I think it's a really good pick. I did not do it because I'm a coward and. Uh, you fucking coward. I hate myself this week. I don't know what else to say about it. So uh, I will say, as our boy Steve likes to say, Sam, don't call me Tyler Burns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I think that it's almost, he's like almost the forgotten, the forgotten player. You know, it's like, yes, I think he's a good pick. And I think he's played decently well here over the years, but I really never considered it, which is kind of strange. But it'd be nice to have those holstered. I mean, he's not going anywhere, I don't think. So, yeah. And as far as English goes, you know, he's coming off that hip. He had a hip scope. Um, last week, he kind of popped up on the leaderboard for a little bit, but then he finished almost dead last after the guys that made the cut. So He was um, a part of that Sea Island crew that just, like, threw Hudson Swafford's ass off the island. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the Georgia Bulldogs. It was really a shame. Yeah. A lot he, of infighting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that the way he kind of came back a couple years ago and got a few – two, three wins on tour, um, and then had to shut it down due to that hip. It'll be interesting to see if he can regain what he had when he when he was so hot just a couple years ago. So, But I did lay off this group, Words. so When he had it. That is the featured group, Words. Of those, I am on Patrick Cantlay, and I'm on Jason Day. And the only person you're on so far is Tom, the Dakota Rose hoagie. So, um, Speaking of hot, I'm going to go with a long ball hitter who... We said last week, plays surprisingly well at short courses. The man from Australia, who looks like Candace Swanpole's brother, Cam Davis. Oh, yeah. That's a good pick. <laughs> he uh, he played pretty well last week. Again, you know, that was one I teased that I thought about going with him. I didn't end up playing him, but he did finish, uh, uh, finish T32. But, you know, that was kind of 
he he is a a big guy, six foot four, really hits the ball far, and I don't think you can go wrong with that pick words. So um, Cam Davis is the one sneaking in, and words. I've got a really bad feeling about this last one because I think we might be on the same player because you know I'm going right back to the well. I'm going with a guy who blew his chance at a first 36-hole lead. I'm going with Taylor Montgomery, just like you went back-to-back with Tom Hoagie. I'm going with my guy, Taylor Montgomery, yet again, because he's eighth eighth on tour in strokes gained putting. And if this is going to be a piece of shit bullshit putting contest, I'll take my man Taylor Montgomery in it. So that's why I'm going with him again. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, it makes me think there is a God, because I thought... Real hard about Taylor Montgomery, yeah. but I didn't want you thinking that I'm just riding your I'm way. I'm going to pick him. I'm riding your way, even though I like that strategy a lot. I um, did it plenty of times last year. <laughs> we both did it to each other. It was pretty funny. Um, yeah, Taylor Montgomery, that's a good pick. No, I did not do it. I went with a Canuck from up north who has a really good record here. He goes by the name of Adam Hadwin, and I don't know why I'm talking like a <laughs> Scotsman, but here we are. William Wallace is six, uh, eight foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Adam Hadwin. So he, I feel like he's popped on this leaderboard several times. I think he's got a couple top 15s to his name here at, in the Palm Desert. Oh, uh, yeah, bub. Well, good. <laughs> so that leans, I'm on Patrick Cantlay. I don't feel confident. Yeah, I know. Adam why did Hadwin. I go? Why did I not take Andrew Seth Putnam? I thought you were going to say Svensson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I am on Patrick Cantlay, my mate Jason Day, and Taylor Montgomery. Words is on the Dakota Rose, Tom Hoagie, his man crush, Cam Davis, and Adam had one. <laughs> I hate him already. That's a surefire way to win. All right, Johnny, way to go. You got any other words of wisdom for our listeners out there? Um... No, not necessarily. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. Hey, we broke a personal record. You know, that was one of the big comments we had. Let's get the boys to number 69. We always had a goal of getting to number 69 in the in the U.S. golf podcast rankings. World rankings. Yeah, I think it's just U.S., <laughs> but whatever. No, it's just world general podcast. Yeah, world podcast. Well, this week I got I got the weekly update of the email. Check your check your hole in nuns, you know, podcast uh whatever and so i go to it and words we did it we actually made it to number 61 oh shit we went too high i know i know previously stop our best, listening our best yeah, our best was 71 and we we're our dream of making it to number 69 we went too far we did too good thank you guys for listening but <laughs> we need to stop <laughs> no no <laughs> number 61 words now the sky's the limit let's get inside the top 50 next time baby way to go well within that note by the time you're listening to this tomorrow, we will have passed 23,000 loads. <laughs> Just like Officer Megan. <laughs> back to blue. <laughs> back, back. Fuck the police. Okay. <laughs> Can't get enough back on my back from other blues. Yeah, I wonder if those guys made her brush her teeth between blowjobs. <laughs> Off Sergeant Powell that little, with the huge horse cock. That little <laughs> mouse mouth. <laughs> oh, man. It's just clean fun, isn't it? Yes. All right. Well, I think that's all we got, guys. Thanks again for listening. You guys enjoy watching a little golf this week. Keep your head down. You can't drink like me. You can't smoke like me. Let's party together. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 